You're listening to the Health Coach Nation podcast. My name is Haley Rowe, and I'm a business coach for online health coaches who want to attract their ideal clients, stop feeling defeated by their never-ending to-do list, balance a healthy lifestyle with their growing business, and stop overanalyzing what everybody thinks of them so that they can confidently own their message and online presence. On this podcast, we dive deep into health information you can share with your clients, business strategy tips, and more. Let's get to it. Guess what? I have a new training for you. It is my free overwhelm masterclass and cheat sheet. And when you leave a written review on iTunes on the Health Coach Nation podcast and you email info at HaleyRowe.com with the subject line podcast review and a screenshot of your review, I will email you the free Overwhelm Masterclass and Overwhelm Cheat Sheet. So I cannot wait to share it with you. And thank you so much for being a listener on this podcast, sharing your valuable time with me. And now let's get into the episode. Thank you so much. All right, I am live with John Bourgeois, right? You nailed it. That's it. That's right. <laughs> Yay. I will admit earlier in the day, I said, Bergie, Ber- I said it wrong. Hey, anyway. I raise literally, this is what it's like. So when I go to DMV, I raise my hand to anything that sounds anything remotely similar to it. So Borgio is Bourgeois, like all yeah. of them, I'm, I'm familiar with okay. them Okay. Well, we got Bouge on here today, <laughs> and um, we are going to be talking all about entrepreneurship, the journey that you guys are on, the mindset needed to be able to crush this journey. And um, John, I'll let you introduce yourself and share with us kind of what you do and about the Dreamcatcher show as well. Absolutely. So I spent 15 years in the corporate world, um, leading, training, and developing leaders. Um, Seven of those 15 years was actually in the sales arena of things. Uh, I've got several accolades in there, but the truth is, Haley, like I absolutely hated myself. And the main reason why was, and we were talking about this on the Dreamcatcher show, the main reason why was I had pushed this dream off for about 10 years and I hated myself for doing it. And I'd pushed this dream off for 10 years because I listened to everybody else's voice inside my head, including me starting to believe it, of, John, you can't do what you want to do. And finally through, and we can go a little bit deeper into the story, but finally through, you know, my life just basically falling apart, I made the decision, enough's enough. I'm tired of pushing this dream off. And I'm actually going to go ahead and catch it. And so what originally started as just writing a book has evolved in this beautiful thing of now building this community of dream catchers where we're tired of just chasing our dreams. We're ready to actually start catching them. I love that. That is so important because I feel like so many people have things that they want to do and yet they're not putting the strategy and the implementation into place. They're just letting Absolutely. it sit there in their head and feel good and seem nice, but they don't take action. And then in their life, they have this like almost like resentment or bitterness mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because they're not doing what's fulfilling them. And they're yeah. not. Yeah. And that's, 
honestly, that's what I ran into. Like it always, it always got to the next level. So it was always like, okay, I will go ahead and pursue my dreams when I get this title. Okay. I'll go ahead and pursue my dreams when I get this amount of money in the bank. Okay. I'll go ahead and pursue my dreams when I'm driving this car, or we've got this house or, or so on and so forth. And all because truthfully, I was scared to step into my dream. I didn't feel I was worthy enough of my dream. And the honest truth is it took me making a decision. Enough's enough. Let's go. Let's jump. Like you won't discover whether or not this is actually something that's going to happen unless you give it life and give it the opportunity to live. Yes. And when it comes to that moment of deciding, I think sometimes people think there has to be this rock bottom moment and you have to quit your job immediately and you have to like move towns and everything has to change. But I think the truth is some dreams, in order to build the momentum, they have to start really, really small. Mm-hmm. And you maybe don't, you don't quit your job for a full year and a half after you've started your business or whatever. And um, so tell me a little bit about that process. Like in your experience, was it this big jump or did you start with small changes? Like what did that look yeah. like for you? So for me, it was, it was kind of a combination. So I did hit rock bottom. But had I gone ahead and actually started to walk in my dream at rock bottom, we wouldn't even be talking right now. Okay. I, so, and I'll go backwards a little bit for you. Um, I got all the accolades. I pursued all the relationships. I went after everything that I thought I needed to have in order to develop my dream. My 13 relationship that I was a part of ends up entirely falling apart. And I go from having everything, including the titles, including overseeing, you know, five states, 297 locations under my belt. Like I go through from all of that to now I don't have a car. I'm sleeping in a 750 square foot apartment, no furniture, no bed. I'm living on the the floor for eight months uh, without having a bed, right? I've got no titles, no relationship, no friends. Like I, I lose everything, right? And at that point, because I didn't know who I was, I had to take, it's now been about four years or so, I had to take time to discover who is John, when are you ready to spend time with just John and you don't need anybody else, you don't need an accomplishment, you don't need the accolades to define you, but you define who you are before I actually started to then slowly and consistently walk in my dreams. I didn't step away from my job until I first discovered who I was and I valued myself, didn't need anybody else's validation. And then while I was in my job, I started to spend 20 minutes per day consistently doing what I said I was going to do, which was writing in my case. And so I wrote for 20 minutes every single day until the book got finished. And I got to that point where it's like, Okay, again, we have we've gotten to this point. Now what do we do? Yeah. So you did hit a little bit of a rock bottom. I and, did, and yes. What, so <laughs> I, I I hear this. What what was it? Like what was the event? I, maybe I'm missing it, but you you said that you went from you know living in Yeah. A, a lot of things happened. So, so, so I moment? had I had a 
there was a couple of things that was really the rock bottom, but the, the thing that moved me from, you know, my four bedroom house with the car, with the bank account, with the credit score, all of that to now not having any of it was the relationship that I was in, that I was seeking validation from, right? Truthfully, if you had come into the home and you were looking at the house, you would have gone, this is kind of weird because what we were walking out the front door and showing everybody was entirely different than what was inside the home. Mm-hmm. And the, the straw that broke the camel's back for me was, and this has been going off for several years. We'd just been basically hiding and sweeping underneath the rug, but the straw that broke the camel's back for me was my son coming downstairs, him saying, and just innocently saying this, but him saying, Daddy sleeps downstairs on the couch and mommy sleeps upstairs in, in her room. And I was like, this is not what I wanted a family to look like. I did not want my kid to assume that that's how love or relationship is meant to be. Cause then when he gets older, that's what he's going to assume the exact same thing. This isn't fair at all. And so we tried to go through counseling and things like that. But at the end of the day, that relationship was not something that was meant to last. And it was something that I, had I not gotten to that breaking point, I would not have learned that I had for the longest time struggled with me feeling like I'm not worthy. And I was constantly seeking the next title to my name. I was constantly seeking the next friendship to validate who John was rather than truthfully knowing who I was. And so that was, that was the breaking point. Got it. So yeah, that relationship, and that really does impact everything, your energy, Mm -hmm. your performance at work. I mean, um, so that's, thank you for sharing that with us. And I'm sure there's a lot of people listening who can resonate with this whole idea where everything on paper seems great. And yep. we've done all the things you're supposed to do. I got married. I got went to school. I got a job. Yep. I have children. Everything's great on paper. I'm living the American dream. And yet on the inside, there's something like, oh, but I wish I would have done this or Absolutely. there's this thing eating at me and I feel like it's my life's work and I'm not doing it. And I think that um, you probably can give our listeners some advice when it comes to what, what would you do if you're in a position where you feel like, shoot, I am where I am, but I want to be somewhere else. And I don't know, I don't even know where to start. And I don't know how to do it. Like, I don't know the first steps. Yeah. So if you're in that position, right. And this is the same thing that I have the conversation with my clients. Oftentimes, if you are in that position and you have an aha moment, which is I'm not where I want to be, you have not been keeping the promises to yourself. You may have been keeping a lot of promises to everybody else. Like maybe I honored the promises that I made to Haley, but I stopped somewhere along the road. I stopped making it, keeping the promises that I made to myself. And so we have to, before we even start to address the dream or the goal or where we want to go, we first have to start keeping the promises that you're making to yourself. 
the time that you said you're going to wake up, the run that you said you're going to go on, the the amount of calls that you said you're going to make to the clients, um, the prospecting that you said you're going to make, the time that you said you were going to set up with the family, all of that stuff, the stuff that you are telling yourself, I don't care if you're telling anybody else, the stuff that you're telling yourself that you're going to go ahead and do, you need to start collecting what I like to call small wins. When you start to keep the promises that you've made to yourself, those small wins, they begin to start to stack. And the really cool thing is once they start to stack, then they start to get larger and larger and larger. Then at that point, once you've been consistent and you can trust yourself, now we can go ahead and tackle a larger dream. I love that. It's so true. And nobody's willing to, to a lot of times people aren't willing to do the small things because they don't mm -hmm. see the immediate of course, yeah. transformation. Yes. And the key to life, honestly, like every at the end of the day, everything, every interview I hear, every person who has that story from, you know, rock bottom to joy and fulfillment and success, it always comes down to they were able to start and delay gratification and keep going and enjoy the find a way to enjoy the process of growth and like do the scary things in small pieces and mm -hmm. keep building up. So I love your message about keep the promises you make to yourself because it sounds like so obvious. Like, of course we should yeah. keep the promises, but no, yeah. are you actually doing that, you guys? Is yeah. that in practice? And I think and this is something too that I've actually been working on right now. Like I've had this promise to myself that I wanna make this, I've had this inspiration to put together new client materials and I've been, doing this new course and I've been wanting to do it for a long time, but I kept breaking the promise of, Oh shoot, mm. I, I ran out of time today or I, whatever. And now what I've had to start doing is say, I'm going to block out in my morning, like yeah. two hours to work on this course yeah. nonstop yeah. first thing. And it's really helped. And it's built so much that those little wins build so much confidence. Cause you're like, okay, I showed up for this. I showed up for this goal today. And um, I love what you're saying about how you have to acknowledge those wins too along the way. But it's a fine balance at the same time, Haley. Like, so when I first started out, because I had not been consistent in keeping the promises to myself, right? I struggled with not like trying to be perfect in keeping the small promises, the things that I said that I would do. And then when I would, mess up or when I'd fail, I would spiral out of control because now I was like, oh, John, you said you were going to do this. And then you didn't, I knew you weren't going to do it. It's very similar. Like I was having a conversation with my client today. Um, and, and he was just talking about how some of the small wins that he's been trying to collect, uh, his day ran away from him and he wasn't able to do it. And you could just see like his shoulders were down, his eyes, were dreary, like he was just the confidence that he'd been building up was no longer there. Right. And I said, you need to stop. It's not about you messed up. It's not about it's a failure or you're a failure or you failed. It's not about that at all. We all do. And especially as you're starting a new habit, you need to understand, like, we're all going to mess up at some point. Right. Now what you do is you don't try to double up or you like, I'll give you a perfect example. I used to train clients in the fitness world. And it's, if, if you decided to have a cheat day 
and you ate every Whopper under the sun, you don't go the next day and stop eating for three or four days because of the fact that you had your cheat day. You get back on the horse, you forgive yourself for what happened there, and you go, okay, what do I learn from this situation? Next time that this happens, how can I make sure that it doesn't happen again? What is it that I can put in place so that maybe like in his case, he's trying to just do some daily practices, reading, journaling, that sort of stuff. So if his day's running away from him, looking at the day and going, okay, what was it that stopped me? What can I do better? What can I learn from? Who is not like, who's not allowing their day to run away from them? And maybe I ask for advice from them. Those are the questions that are better than going ahead and going, oh man, I messed up. I knew I was going to mess up and man, this isn't for me. Yes. This brings home two really important points. The first is when things don't go your way, most people try to run away from it as fast as possible and yep. never investigate. So the first lesson is explore your mistakes. Yes. Failure is practice. Yes. What could you do differently in the future? Just like you said, and one of the questions I like to ask at the beginning of the day that comes from Brendan Bouchard is what might trip me up today and how will I handle that? Because then mm. your future pace, you're thinking about the future like, oh, today I'm probably going to be really tired by six o'clock because I stayed up too late last night and blah, 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 blah. <laughs> right? Like you, you, and, and then you like know it's coming. And so you're not shocked at like six yeah. when you hit a wall. So in the meantime, you better get started. <laughs> get mm -hmm. what you can. Done. Right. But anyways, so. I completely agree with you on that. And the second thing that you're saying, well, the first, going back to the first thing, you were saying there's this concept that is called buffering. And it's when you try to ex escape your life, really, like by watching TV or uh, mentally beating yourself up and never like mm -hmm. hiding, coping with food or booze or shopping or whatever. And I think that that's um, one way that when people get down on themselves, they, they, instead of just saying, I'm allowing this feeling, it is, I, how can I be better next time? I'm not a loser. I'm not a failure. How can I actually look at this strategically? I think a lot of times they turn to those things to mm -hmm. numb the pain because the worst thing we can ever face is a feeling and, yep. a, and a feeling disappointment in ourselves. And sometimes people don't, we're, we're, we live in a culture, right? That kind of says avoid pain at all costs, right? So how does somebody get better at um, not beating themselves up or not having the all or nothing mindset? Because even going back to your client and the example that you said, mm -hmm. I was doing the same thing for a while. I have my daily basics, like the things that I know move the needle for me and I try yep. to do every day. And there was a time period where I put way too many things on my basics list. Yes. <laughs> yes. I, like, I am crazy. Why would I yes. be learning like three different, completely different topics each day? <laughs> and it, it was just really, it was a pro it was like loosen the reins, homie. Mm -hmm, right. And mm -hmm. so sometimes we have to loosen the reins to be able to build the wins and build the confidence and actually get anything done. Cause otherwise we paralyze ourselves or feel like a complete loser or failure. Etc. So the question, back to the question, how does somebody not beat themselves up and change their expectations for themselves, kind of if they're finding that they're having this all or nothing thing going on? So I think it truthfully goes back to 
any, anybody that I work with, the first, one of the first exercises that we do is it's called, uh, you're, you're writing out, it's a year from now. It's been my best year ever. And what does that look like? And you get into the, the emotion of what that feels like, what, what you're seeing, the colors, all of that sort of stuff. In the, in the period when you, and I'll give you a perfect example, in the period where you've messed up or didn't go the way that you wanted it to go, the reason why we look at the vision or the dream and we express the why behind the dream is so that when you mess up, or when it doesn't go the way you thought it was going to go, or when the hurdle happens, you can just go, well, this is where we're going and we're going to keep moving forward. Perfect example. Last week, I actually Tuesday. Yes. Uh, last week I launched my book, the pen and its author. Right. And there was this time frame that I was expecting. I'd done all the work, all the research had reached out to my network. I was the first step that I needed was to be able to not only get my book written, but get it published. And then you're looking, Haley, at an international New York Times bestselling author. Not Woo! yet, not yet, not oh. yet. It's <laughs> happening, right? It's, it's happening. It's in the future. I already know it. So I, I don't have to worry about it. I already know it. But the next step of my progression, I had to write the book. I had to get it published. The next step was, okay, now I need to become an Amazon bestseller. And so I'd done all this research. I had uh, picked the right categories. I'd reached out to my network. I knew that I knew that I should have an Amazon bestseller, right? I, I knew that physically walking into it. But the time frame came and I wasn't getting the sales that I needed to get. And I'm sitting at my computer and I've got additional work that I should be doing now at this point. And we've kind of fallen out of the time frame for the bestseller. And, I, and man, I was just, I was distraught. Like this was, I needed to do this. And I knew walking into it, I knew one, we could walk out of this and be an Amazon bestseller or two, we could walk out and we're not. Are you going to stop because you're not an Amazon bestseller? Are you going to stop writing because of that? And in the moment when I thought I wasn't going to be the Amazon bestseller, these are the emotions that went through me man, I, I wish I could just crawl underneath the bed, underneath the covers and go back to sleep. Man, I'd really like to go and do a, a solid sheet meal and uh, just indulge in food and comfort food and just allow it. But what I did was I first felt it. Okay, I see it. I see you for who you are. I'm acknowledging you. I took my pen out. I wrote it down, you know, and I thought to myself, I'll come back to that. If I still feel that way, you know, in two, three, four hours, maybe we'll come back to that. We'll, 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 we'll revisit that, you know, just playing that psyche game with yourself. And I just kept working. The nice thing is I, because I wrote that down and I acknowledged it, I then was able to prepare that, hey, if today we are not an Amazon bestseller, we're just going to continue to write because our ultimate goal is to be an international New York Times bestseller. That's our ultimate goal. So this Amazon, yeah, it's the first step, but we, we've got a bigger reason for moving forward. And so the really cool thing is the book at the end of the day, to wrap up the story, the end of the day became an Amazon bestseller. That's great. That's fantastic. But to answer your question in the moment where you're getting through that hurdle or in the moment where you're like, 
oh man, I messed up again. It's okay to acknowledge that you messed up. It's okay to acknowledge how you feel. But then once you acknowledge that, step back, revisit your why, revisit your vision, and then go after your vision again. So. Yeah. The vision has to be something that uplifts you in the, yep. mi- in the messy, mis- messy middle. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, because, you know, when you're in the messy middle and you're feeling like everything's so hard and maybe you're having a down path for a few days or something, it doesn't go your way. Um, that vision can lift you up and keep you going with that whatever it takes mentality. And you're going to be like, this, this, what I'm in right now is just a little tiny blip on the screen because the mm-hmm. overall vision is so big. Mm-hmm. Like this doesn't even carry much weight. This doesn't really matter. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And if you look at any of the greats, Haley, like any of the greats, they have had multiple, 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 multiple no's, failures, people rejecting them, saying they're not good enough, blah, 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 blah. J.K. Rowling got refused by literally Harry Potter, her first book, she got refused by 12 publications. Yeah. Thomas Edison, you're looking at somebody that went through a thousand different experiments for this light bulb behind here. That's what he was trying to do. And when confronted by a friend of, hey, why do you keep failing? He's like, no, I haven't failed. I've just figured out how not to do it. So if you understand that, hey, if I've got the goal, if I've got the dream, if it's here and it won't go away, then it's capable, it's capable to be done. And you've got the capacity to do it. You just have to be tenaciously persistent on it and keep going after it, even if at first you don't succeed. Yes, absolutely. And one of the things that I think you mentioned that I think is cool is you said, I am, you're looking at a New York Times bestselling author. And one of the things that I think is important if you have a big goal or big, big mission is to constant, you have to believe it Mm-hmm. Believe it's possible before it actually comes true. And Absolutely. there was a post from the Super Bowl recently where I was Demi Lovato yes. and she said, I'm gonna sing at the I'm gonna sing the national anthem for the Super Bowl. And and she wrote it in 2010. And then here we are in 2020, it took 10 years, right? But she sang the national anthem. So I think, I hope I'm getting all the facts right, but anyway. Well, the funny thing is actually the the quarterbacks for the chief did something similar in 2013. He basically was saying, I can't wait to say, uh, I can't wait to for them to ask me where I want to go because I can't wait to utter the words, I'm going to Disney World. Like he, he wrote the same thing in 2013 and sure enough, come Sunday, that's exactly what he said. Exactly, I love that. So what if somebody is all about the manifesting all about yeah i'm gonna write that down i'm gonna say that i'm gonna believe it's true yada yada but maybe they're not consistently doing as well there's no strategy they're hoping i i hope i'm gonna do it i am i have a vision board etc what how do you balance that with the actual action absolutely so a dream without like action is, is literally just a dream. Think of it this way. If I were to go to the grocery store and I was to buy bread and ham and cheese and mayonnaise, and I, 
I had all the ingredients for a sandwich. I came home, I put it in the refrigerator, and then I came and sat down and we had a conversation. No sandwich is going to get made until I get up, get into the kitchen, get a little messy, take out the knife, go ahead and chop up the tomatoes, like make myself. A, that's the only way that it gets done. So the, the, the vision board and the writing out the dream and the manifesting that you're going to do it is fantastic. That's great. But that's only the first step. The next step, and this is where so many people mess up, is the next step is taking that large audacious dream. So for me, it was I'm an international New York Times bestselling author. My books are sought after. They're read across the globe. I inspire, I motivate, and I help others literally go out and catch their dreams. That's the dream. But when I say that out loud initially, my brain, because I haven't walked out my, my dream at all, my brain goes, that's not you, John. That's, I don't know who that is. Okay, so how do I break that big dream down just a little bit more? Okay, well, I'm an author. Well, at the time, I wasn't an author. Okay, so even that is not congruent with myself. My brain starts to go, no, that's not you either. Then you break it down just a little bit more. Well, I'm a writer. Now, that one I can do consistently. No matter what, I can make sure that I'm a writer. And if I show up 100%, and I'm consistent at being the writer, then suddenly the brain goes, oh, you are a writer. And by us going ahead and writing consistently, it suddenly allows us to be the author, which suddenly, as we continue to author multiple different books, we'll get to the larger dream. Yes, I love it. You have to start where you're at too sometimes yes. and give yourself evidence Absolutely. that's possible. I like Absolutely. that. Absolutely. Now, the question I want to go back to, because when we were talking about you were at your rock bottom, how did you build yourself? So yes, small wins was one of the ways you kind of rebuilt your confidence, built yourself up. Um, was there anything else that helped you get out of that low place? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so one of those things would definitely be I started. So I'll actually give you two books that I read every single year. And funny enough, I picked the book up in uh literally a couple of days ago because i'm reading it again this year and i've written every time that i've read it so i read it in 2016 i read it in 2017 2018 2019 it'll now be 2020 so i've read it five times now i've got to get a new edition of this book because like it's underlined there's like scribbles all through it like all that sort of stuff but the two books for me that were game changers in that rock bottom moment was the alchemist and you're a badass. Nice. With Jen? Remarkable. Jen's yes, girl? that's okay. right. Yeah, uh -huh. yeah. Both of them are remarkable books, okay? And I would say in that rock bottom, I had to begin to surround myself with other people that had a higher vision than what I had at the moment. Because in the rock bottom, I'm trying to tell myself I'm a failure. I'm trying to tell myself... Uh, I'm not worthy. I'm trying to tell myself that I'm not good enough. I'm trying to have all those limiting self-beliefs that are coming at me, right? And so I started to read other people and hear their voice. And then one of the biggest practices that really helped me was if I felt like I wasn't confident, if I felt like I wasn't strong, if I felt like I wasn't worthy or good enough or any of that sort of stuff, I would physically write out pen and piece of paper 
the exact opposite of how I was feeling every single day. And I'd write it out like this. I am strong. I am powerful. I am confident. I am amazing. I am worthy. I bring value to this earth. I make this, uh, this world a better place. Like I'd write those things out, even in the moments where I didn't feel that way, I'd write it out. And I still do that practice today. My clients still do those practices today because just because, I mean, you hear this cliche all the time, just because you go to another level doesn't mean like there's no more problems. No, new level, new devils. It's plain and simple. So the, the, the issue that I was dealing with 10 years ago or even four years ago is not the battle that I have up here right now. That's If you looked at my journal, it's, it's a different one. But now I know how to fight it. And that's big. Totally. Yes. Managing your mind, everybody, mm-hmm. is one of the mm-hmm. best principles you can learn. Because especially if you're going to be an entrepreneur or do big things or put yourself out there, it's also a mental sport. Because anytime you do what's beyond the average, you're going to get people who don't like it. You're going to get people who don't understand it, people who don't understand your big mission and big goals. So you have to be the person who is able to direct your energy and mindset and even protect your own energy like John did. He, you know, he knew he was not in like a happy-go-lucky place. So he was really serious about doing his journal exercises and doing these little things mm-hmm. that build him up. Um, so I think that that's a really important theme here in this episode. Now, one of the other things that I feel you um, have been incredibly successful with is having a podcast and I'm shifting gears a little bit and and an author. So tell us about how have you grown your podcast just for all of our little marketing brains listening to this episode? (laughs) Um, Tell us that. Yeah. So uh, the podcast, I I think this is very, I think this is crucial for anybody that's listening out there. That's wanting to be a podcaster or anything like that. Right. For me, um, I would just advise you if you're looking to get rich quick, podcasting is not the place to go. Um, maybe go down to the casino and play a slot. Like, I don't know, or buy a lottery ticket, but podcasting for me, I finished my book and I understood that in order to sell my book, I needed an audience and I needed a community. And so the dream catcher show originally started with, uh, me being selfish and that selfishness was, I didn't have a community of dream catchers around me, but I wanted to connect with dream catchers. I wanted to hear what they were doing and and learn from their experience and share the stories and and be inspired and motivated from the trials that they've gone through and how they rose above it. And then on top of that, and I know that I can't do this, but I wanted to be able to go back in time and talk to younger John, 10 years younger and say, John, Start now. Don't wait until things are perfect. Start now. Start where you're at right now because that's what we got to do. And so that's why I started the the show. It was more of a like a a passion project is what it was. I wasn't looking at it to try to make money or to try to necessarily grow it. But what I got comfortable doing, and I did the same thing when I was writing, and I've done the same thing with the podcast is I got comfortable with not being comfortable and things not being perfect. Right now, we are hosting this podcast live episode from my iPhone, a tripod, 
and a microphone. I originally started the Dreamcatcher show and it got to a top rated Apple podcast with AirPods, an iPhone, and a tripod. Why? Because I wanted to be able to say I started imperfect, I learned through imperfection, and I grew through imperfection. And literally, the really cool thing is uh, I did the same thing with like reaching out to people that were outside of my network that I thought, you know, they don't want to talk to me. Like they're, they're the next level. Like they won't even want to have a conversation. I went, no, the fact that you're fearful shows me that we've got to do it. Let's go. Let's make this happen right now. Yes. Fear is a sign. Yes, it um, is. Now, unless you're being chased by like a tiger, which doesn't <laughs> happen anymore. But normally fear is a good thing. It's something you should trust and lean into. Yes. Um, and I think we just need, there's a, I can't remember the guy who started the Spartan race. I can't remember his name. Oh yeah. It's Joe. I it's I Joe's. Don't I don't remember his last name. Anyways, he's all about, you need every day you need to actually put yourself in really uncomfortable situations and mm -hmm. we need to learn, we need to toughen up as a human race to like put ourselves out there, expose our feelings, like do things that uh, challenge us. And I think that sometimes we lose touch in, in the daily life. We sometimes get on autopilot and we lose touch with that and we don't know what's so, so unless we have a structure of like, well, what is that, big vision that I want. And also mm -hmm. what can I do that pushes me outside of my comfort zone today? What's a little bit scary that I'm going to try? Um, what do I, at the end of the day, what do I want to feel? Right? Like we need to have little things that remind us to get out of our comfort zone and get out of our own way. Absolutely. Um, yeah. So really good. I love hearing that you started imperfectly and regarding the, um, book can you tell us more about the book and what it's all about and maybe one key action step our audience can take from the book yeah so the action step would be it's 99 cents on amazon right now go and buy it that would oh, be the action step awesome uh, <laughs> that's a bargain no, that is uh but no the book is I basically wrote it in a very similar way to The Alchemist in a storytelling sort of way. I wanted to take nonfiction and fiction and merge them together and marry the two of them and allow you to, as the reader, to be able to read something that was very easy to read but gave you so many amazing life principles. And so what the book is about is you are going through the journey of this eldest son as he is given his father's last dying letters. And you're watching his journey go from that. And he's learning from his father on how to turn his dreams into reality. I love that. That's yeah. amazing. And what a cool way to tell a story because there's so many personal development books that are just like, here we go. Let's yeah, exactly. really boring. <laughs> All right. Cool. The so, top 10 ways to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. I know. I know. Okay. So regarding how can people connect with you, find you, et cetera? Absolutely. So the best place to find me would be, and I didn't even know we were going to be live, but I'm wearing the right shirt. There we go. Ow! Uh, um, He's wearing so a Dreamcatcher <laughs> shirt. For people right. who are listening to the audio, Dreamcatcher show sweatshirt. That's right. Um, the best place to be able to find me would be on the podcast. Uh, go to whether it's Google Podcast, uh, Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Podcast. It's going to be the Dream Catchers Show. 
if you personally feel that you are a dream catcher. And so what I mean is you either are just starting out, you're kind of scared of the dream, you know you have the dream, it's been there, but you don't know the next step, or you're stuck in the middle of the dream, right? And you're either really excited because you're going after it, or you're really, really scared because it's not happening the way you thought it was going to happen, or you're at the end of your dream, you're wrapping up a dream, and you're going, what's next? What's happening? If you feel you're a dream catcher, I would love to connect with you. I would love to hear what's going on. I would love to hear what hurdles you're trying to overcome or what obstacles you haven't been able to rise above. And you can find me on any social platform, uh, social media platform. It's going to be John C. Bourgeois. And uh, yeah, that would be me. Great. So we will put that in the show notes. We'll put the link to your book and we'll spell out your name for everyone. <laughs> <laughs> That's the tough one. That's the yes. tough one. Yes. Um, but it's a cool, it's a really cool name. Um, so we'll put that in the show notes and thank you so much, John, for being here today. Is there really, any, thank you for having me. Thank you. And is there any final, mm, let's say lesson you've taken from one mentor? that has really stuck with you. Yeah. So that would be Steve Harvey's book, jump and simply put jump now, start now. Love it. All right. Thank you for listening, everybody. And thank you, John. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. Be sure to get your free gift over at HaleyRow.com by joining my email list. And remember, you can always connect with me and other health coaches in the Health Coach Nation free Facebook group where I post trainings and videos on how to take your health coaching business to the next level. Can't wait to connect with you. Have an awesome day.